and you're listening to teaching from Central Church in West Columbia, South Carolina. We hope that this message will help you experience Jesus in a new and exciting way. For more information, please visit us at centralnazarene.org. Man, I really look forward to being in church today. Um, I suppose, and, and I'm in no way, uh, I'm in no way uh, throwing a rock or casting dispersion. Please, it's not. But I know there are thousands and thousands, and hundreds of thousands, who don't know what that feeling is. You know. I, I, I literally missed, I was sitting there in the chair uh, there uh, while, while that song, I never heard that song before, but I really like it. And I was thinking, you know, he's worthy of it all, all my time, all, everything. And um, I was thinking about, like when I go on a trip, uh, you know, and Vic's not with me, or I go to a meeting and it's out of town, I can't wait till the last word is said and I can get to the car and drive home. Because I, I want to be home. And, and I, and I kind of feel that way about church. I, I just, I just want to be it. I just want to be with God's people. I wrote my kids last night. I said, tomorrow's Sunday. And I get to go to church. And I get to be together with God's people. What a wonderful thing. I'm so glad I have that feeling and I have that desire in my heart, I just want to be with the people of God and just worship the Lord together with the people of God. It's just a gift, you know? And, um, man, I'm really torn. Because I, I did work on a message, but I just feel like, man, I don't know, I could be wrong. I've been wrong at least once. Don't laugh. But, man, my heart is just really stirred and... Uh, Maybe just because I'm, you know, haven't been with you for a couple weeks, and I just feel it, and uh, I'm just crying out to uh, to you who are here and anyone who might hear this as it goes out. You know, if you don't have that feeling, if you don't have that desire to be in the house of God, would you pray like right now? And just say, Lord, give me that. Give me that hunger and that desire to be with your family, to be with your people. Because Lord, I know I can be with you wherever I am, but there's not a place where I go where you're not. There's something special about being in the house of the Lord and being with God's people and seeing the face of children and hearing the, the worship and being able to just come and kneel, just to be able to kneel in the house of the Lord. Remember David said in the Psalms, I, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord and worship the Lord together. And I'm concerned, you know, I, I don't. I probably just butchered this moment in this time. So just be forgiving and graceful, gracious, which you always are. But you know, I'm so concerned. You know about 
Well, and I don't want us to overspeak because I know that God, nothing is lost on God. Nothing is, catches him by surprise. But things catch us by surprise. And things throw us off. And I, I'm, I'm just really uh, concerned might be the right word. Not anxious, just concerned. That uh, so many, you know, the churches all over, all over the West you know, are just, you know, have been for weeks and weeks and weeks and now in the months shut down. And, uh, you know, I, I, I used to, I don't, have, I don't do it so much anymore. I don't know why. Maybe because it's not wintertime and I'm outside so much every chance I get. But, you know, the enemy picks off the, 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 the creatures that are on the outside of the herd. You know, those that, that, those that just linger on the outside that aren't paying attention, that are grazing outside of the safety of the herd and, and they're picked off. And I'm just so concerned that there are those that graze on the outside of the herd and they're not paying attention and they're not being vigilant and they're not paying attention and they're not in prayer and they're not in the Word and, and they're going to get picked off. And it breaks my heart because I know that's a reality and I know that's going to happen. And I don't want that to happen. And he will use every occasion, and it's certainly an occasion for him to wreak havoc. And Vic and I were talking this morning, I, you know, our, our uh, interim pastor before I got here, Dr. David, uh, posted an article just uh, this, in the last couple of days about about how the enemy works in times like this, and it, it is something to be concerned about. And so I just want to urge you, I'll, I'll, I'll cut my sermon down because my times are ticking even as I'm talking. But it, I guess it's a pastoral kind of a thing going out to you and to, that you will make it a, a real matter of prayer and, and that you will, you will uh, uh, send notes and cards and letters to try to encourage those who may be who may not be as stalwart in the faith, maybe as you are, or have the commitment and the determination, maybe that you have, and that's not a judgment thing, it's just, it's just a concern thing that, uh, uh, that we do our, our part to, you know, the old song used to sing, to uh, rescue the perishing, care for the dying, Jesus is merciful, Jesus is saved, but we are his hands and his feet and his arms, his eyes and, and his voice, and uh, grateful for every one of you, and so thankful uh, for you and for your your faith and your witness and your testimony. Now that God works in you, and it's just inspirational. Uh, just it really is. As 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 one who serves as as a pastor, and, and to see your lives, and and to to watch your tenacity, and watch your strength be manifest, and watch your faith be demonstrated in the world, and and watch you not give up, and to watch you overcome persecution, and watch you overcome obstacles, and watch you overcome a virus, and watch you overcome all the obstacles that the enemy throws in your way, and, and you persevere, and you press on. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God that he works in people like yourselves, and there's others like you among, among his family scattered across the globe, and I'm so thankful. You know, there's, uh, Vic and I just stopped last evening and just prayed together. And there are those of our church family and our extended church family and friends and neighbors and family that are scattered across the, the, the you know, our, 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 our awareness and, and our, our relationships. Uh, the, and I'm sure that you have them. And then some that are not family relationships, but faith relationships. And we just stopped and prayed for them that the Lord would be with them and help them. There's so much trouble and disturbance and sickness and and, uh, and those kinds of things, people who are dealing with, 
with heartache and, and, and some, are, some whom you know and some whom I know who are sick and some are in the hospital. And, and, uh, so don't let this be lost on you and don't be numb. Don't be numbed by it all. Keep vigilant. Keep your eyes open. Keep your faith and your, your strength strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And encourage those who might be uh, struggling along. I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to ramble. I'm, I'm really speaking out of my heart. And I thought, you know, I want to take the time to do this. I'm not here, not now, but, you know, when else am I going to say it? So. Yeah. Try to be wise and, and do no harm. So be careful. You, know, you never know. I mean, we may have 40, 50, 60 to be here on a Sunday morning on, during this COVID time. Starting out, it was just five of us, and then it was 20 of us, and there was 30 of us, and there was 40 of us, and 50 of us. And slowly, slowly, you know, we add this and add that, and, and you know, the children... You know, they had their Sunday school this morning. I walked by the little two- and three-year-old's, you know, room this morning, and there was activity going there, little children's voices. It was such an inspiring thing, you know. And then the kids are somewhere, I think, over in Ponce Hall, you know, uh, having a children's moment. Amanda's teaching uh, teens, and it's just good for my heart, you know, to see that take place. And, um, and we've tried to be careful, and we want to be careful, but I'm also just... Uh, just praying for our church and praying for the people and praying for churches. I mean, I get reports and read them, you know, churches that just can't, they're not as strong as our church and, and churches have just had to just close their doors because they don't have faithful, faithful people like we have and they can't pay the bills and they can't, they can't pay the mortgage and they can't pay the utilities because, you know, the, the enemy just wreaks havoc in these kinds of times. So I'm just urging you and to press on and... Uh, don't be distracted by things. Keep your eye on Jesus. That last song was just, just great, fantastic, and stirred my heart. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to do my sermon. I'm, I'm going to just talk about it. But, you know, we are involved um, in, in the mission of God. That's what we're about. You know, I really like this little device, but it, it does not mind me always. You know, we're, we're involved in the mission of God, and that's what we're doing. And, you know, we're, this is Labor Day weekend. You guys know that? It's Labor Day weekend. And some, are, some have took off and, you know, went to the mountains. Some went to the beach. Some, some went different places. Some went to family. Some stayed home just because of, of the concerns of COVID. But, but God is at work in the world. He really is. He's always at work in the world. It's, 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 it's kind of amusing when you think about this, is that we celebrate Labor Day by not working. <laughs> what a way to celebrate what you're celebrating, not doing it. You know, <laughs> don't do what we're celebrating. But, you know, God is at work in the world. God, God, it, it, I think sometimes we have the idea that work is like part of the curse. It wasn't. Work was part of the blessing of creation. 
If you remember, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and He created uh, uh, you know, everything that, that's involved in the created order, and, he, and the animals, and the plants, and the ocean, the sea, the sky, and divided the light and the dark, and, and, he, and he, he made the garden, and He put man in the garden. This is pre-curse, and He said, and He put the man in the garden, and He said, uh, it says in, in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 15, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> he put him in the garden to work. So work, work is a gift from God. You know how bored you would be if you couldn't have the opportunity to work? But then you think that you're working. You're working in the, gar in, in the creation that God has made. And you are cooperating with God by working in the world. Whether you're working in your yard making it beautiful, whether you're working in your house decorating it, whether you're rearranging your furniture so that it just feels better to you, or whether you're at work in the world making, you know, you might be, you might be selling insurance, you might be uh, 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 keeping track of people's finances, you might be, you might be a medical person, you might be uh, a driver, you drive a, a truck of food all over the county or the state. But you're, you're, you're serving people. Whatever you're doing, you're serving people. One of, one of our, our good pastors, Mike McAdory, he, uh, he posted uh, recently, the last couple of days, that he, he got, uh, excuse me, oh, here it is. He got an award, Yard of the Month. Yard, I never got that. Yard of the month. So, so, so he's out sowing grass, you know, fertilizing his grass, but his whole neighborhood was appreciating that, enjoying that. So even though he was taking care of his lawn, his whole neighborhood said, we appreciate the work that you've done on your lawn. It blesses us as we drive by. So even mowing your grass and keeping it neat and cleaning and fertilized, is, is, God gave you that. So you're making the best of it. If you're a good cook and you make pound cake and you bring that to the church. What? I can't do that. You wouldn't want one of my pound cakes. But there's people in this church that know how to make... I mean, but it's a gift. It's a craft. It's a, it's a blessing. And, and it's offered as unto God. So, so we're working together, we're serving together. Whatever it is that we're doing, we are cooperating with God in the world. And it's not a curse. It's part of what God has given us to do. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever it is that you're doing, do it, work at it with all of your heart. Work at it with all of your heart as working to God. So that's why I mentioned all those things. Even if you're mowing your grass, you're mowing your grass as unto the Lord. <clears throat> and, and, and that transforms it. You'll be proud. I, I, even as a little boy, I mean, when I say little boy, I mean like 12, 13 years old. However, I, however old I was when my dad thought it was safe for me to mow grass. It was probably as early as possible when it was safe. I'm, I'm thinking 12. I don't know. But I remember maybe it was 13. But I remember even as a young boy, I wanted the wheels to line up in the grass. I didn't want wheel tracks going all over the place. I wanted them lined up as a 13-year-old boy, and I was kind of proud of that. Especially my dad said, good job. By the way, when somebody does a good thing, it doesn't hurt to say, good job. Because you get to enjoy that, you get to enjoy that, we all get to experience that. Can you imagine 
Can you imagine? If no one wanted to do medical work, we'd all be in trouble. If no one wanted to make pound cake, we'd never get to taste it. You know? Hey. What if no one wanted to play music? We wouldn't get to hear it. So whatever your hands, if you weren't coaching basketball, if you wasn't a PE teacher, you'd have to sit in the classroom and do math and science. Thank God for PE teachers. Gives us a break. That's my favorite time of the school year. You know? So what, and, but what you're doing, what you're doing, you are serving God. I hope it transformed the drudgery of work into a celebration and a partnership with God. And if you would do that, it would, train, it would transform the drudgery of work and, and transform it into service to God. What a transformation from darkness to light. And you're being a blessing in the world. So everywhere you go, you're just being a blessing in the world because you might be uh, uh, stocking groceries, you might be a nurse, you might be an insurance person, you might be a PE teacher, you might be a school teacher. Whatever it is that you are, whatever it is that you are doing, you are blessing uh, the people of God. So it's a four, work, work, someone said, is a four-letter word which God approves of. Work. It's not a part of the curse. It's a part of what God has given us to do. So, not only that, let me just say this. It's good for you. Work is good for you. It really is. Uh, in fact, the uh, medical people here can maybe could uh, uh, attest to this, that uh, if we're not working and we are uh, sedentary, what does that word mean? Not sanitary. It means we're sit a lot. The worst thing you can do is sit a lot, right? Is that right or not? Somebody say amen or, well, wait a minute here. The worst thing we can do is just sit around. So we, so we need to be active. We need to be working as long as possible. I have a good friend named James in Myrtle Beach. He's probably 77, and he's still working. I mean, a public job. And his doctor told him, his doctor told him, he, said, he just told me this about, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. He said, my doctor told me, he said, you're still working? He said, just let me. He said, well, keep working. Just keep working. Because when you stop working, probably within two years, you're going to be dead. So work, work, work. And Jesus said, work, work, because, work while it's still day. Because a time is coming, night is coming, when no one will be able to work. Now, now you may be retired and you might, be, you, might, you might not punch the clock like you used to. But, you know, I, I like Perry, Perry Hobgood. I thought about him this morning. I thought about him last night, too. It's just like, man, that guy, he's retired. The man's retired, but he, he, he's working all the time. Uh, he's over at the campground working. He's here at the church working. He's, uh, he's at, at people's homes, the pastor's homes that burnt down working. He's just working, working, working. He's retired, staying busy, blessing and serving and making a difference in, in the world, making a difference in the community. So we are working and in cooperation with God while we are working. I'm skipping all kinds of things because I took too much time at the beginning, but I, I wanted to share that. So work, is, it's good for you physically. You don't want to be sitting around too long. You need to be active and you need to be physical. So it's good, for your, it's good for you mentally, it's good for you physically, but it's also good for you spiritually. So uh, wives, it's okay for you to tell your husband to, to work because you're just trying to bless him. You're just trying to help him along. I, th I thought I might get an amen there from some lady. Fine. Did you say fine? 
it's good for you spiritually. Because especially if you look at it in the terms of that you are cooperating with God. God worked. It says God worked when he created God was working. And then he put Adam in the garden to work. So when we work, and Jesus said work while it's still day, we're, we are obeying God. We are being spiritually obedient, especially if we take the admonition and the imperative that whatever we are doing, to do it as unto the Lord. And if you put it in the context even further than that, that you're not just mowing grass, you're not just driving, you're not just serving, you're not just teaching, you are serving God while you're serving other people. You're serving God. <coughs> in fact, excuse me, sorry for that. In fact, that's how you serve God. By serving other people. It's hard to serve God without serving people. Chew on that a little bit. Nearly, you think about it. How are you going to serve God unless you're serving people? It's almost impossible. You, can't, you, you have to really stretch your brain to think of any way you can serve God when you're not serving people. And when you're serving people, see, that costs stuff. That costs us time. That costs us energy. It costs us aggravation. It costs us disappointment. It costs us service. It costs us money. But we were rescued at the cross. So we serve God by serving uh, other people. Not only that, I'm moving really quickly through my points. Somebody say amen. <clears throat> Is that work keeps us out of trouble. An idle mind, finish it for me. <clears throat> An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Idle hands, idle mind, devil's busy working. Another way of putting that is those who are busy rowing the boat don't have time to rock the boat. If you're busy rowing the boat, the last thing you think is rocking the thing because you're, you're on a destination. You're on a mission. You're trying to get somewhere. You're not trying to rock it. You're trying to accomplish the purpose. So work helps keeps us out of trouble because we're on a mission. <coughs> Something's got me... Uh, let, me give you some, let me give you some scriptures here. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. Lazy hands make for a poor man. But the diligent hands bring wealth. Diligent hands bring wealth. He who gathers crops in summer is a wise man or son. But he who sleeps during the harvest is disgraceful. <clears throat> Proverbs uh, 30 and 24. The, ant, the ants are not very strong, but they prepare their winter food when it is still summer. It's all about work and work ethic. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 11. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life. To mind your own business. Say amen, somebody. Mind your own business and work with your hands. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. Paul said, this is a harsh word, if a man will not work, neither will he eat. <clears throat> so, that's some tough, tough stuff there. So, let me just bring it down. Uh, what, what about you? What is your attitude? Now, I look around the room and I see you guys, and, and you, are, you are hard workers, you are dedicated, but I don't know who's listening out there. 
And you never know who is going to tap in. So what about you? What about your work ethic? What do you think about work? In fact, what you think about work probably shapes how you feel about work. In fact, it does shape how you feel about work. So if your work is like, if you think of your work as a drudgery, you're thinking about work as a drudgery. It becomes a drudgery. So you hate doing it. So, and it will also, what you think about work, if you hate work, you are probably also not very ambitious. So your, how you think about work will, will, in a large part, measure how ambitious you are. And ambitious means that you will tackle things to accomplish a particular purpose. So, how ambitious are you? How ambitious are you? It's a good question. Do you go to work? Now, I don't mean, now, it can obviously mean those who are still in the workforce, punching the clock or, or, or serving in some kind of, of, of capacity of that way. But do you go to work every day? That means like taking care of your mom or taking care of your dad or, or, or working in the kitchen or keeping the yard up or attending uh, to the grandkids. All that's work, especially tending the grandkids or a feeble parent. Oh, that's hard work. <clears throat> when it comes to work, now, now, now this is a little difficult. Now, see, some people, some people operate out of, out of different mindsets, and some are very clock-oriented. I'm kind of clock-oriented. There are some people who are not clock-oriented at all. It starts when you show up. But I'm kind of clock-oriented, and most of the rest of the world is clock-oriented. So whether you're strong in that or not, do you show up on time? Here's a hard one. Do you do more than is expected of you? Can you now, to reverse the thing. What if you own the business? Which would you appreciate? The guy or the girl that just does what they're asked to do or the one that does what they're asked to do and they do a good job at it and they do more at it than you ask? Well, I can tell you that straight up without even hesitating. Which is better? <clears throat> Think about your job. Just yesterday, we was having a car washed. I didn't feel like washing it because I'd worked hard and that wasn't something I wanted to do. We were, we were sitting in the chair. I'm not kidding. I thought, man, maybe I shouldn't have paid to have this done. The poor fella. Skipped this whole area. Windshield. I mean, the energy that he put into washing the car, let me just say it this way, it wasn't more than I expected. But, but putting, putting our whole effort and whatever we find to have to do to, uh, to do it as unto the Lord. All right, so I'll stop on that. So, I'm skipping, 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 skipping. Let me give you this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. 
Let me wrap up with this. You may have a foreman. You may have a boss. You may have a CEO that you answer to. Most of our systems have that in place one way or another. But ultimately, truly, for Christ followers, Jesus is the real CEO. He is the real boss. He is the real owner. He is the real foreman. So whatever it is that you do, you should be one that whoever you're working for are glad that you are working for them. Whoever it is that you're working for should be glad that you are the one working for them. You remember Joseph in the prison? He had a horrific experience, but he rose because he, he did, no doubt, above and beyond, and he grew in favor with even the prison guards and the overseer of the prison. Jesus grew in wisdom and, and stature and with favor with God and with men. Not all men, obviously. So Jesus is your real foreman and your real boss, and we will give answer to him. Ultimately, it is Jesus who we are working for, which we made reference to that in Colossians 3, 20, 23 and 24. So I don't know what all you're going to be doing. I don't know if you have said to anyone yesterday or today or tomorrow, you'll say, well, happy Labor Day. Oh, by the way, I got you a Labor Day card. Oh, by the way, here's your Labor Day gift. We don't do that. Hallmark has completely failed us. They haven't figured out a way to market Labor Day. So there's no special candy. You know there's Christmas candy. There's, there's, no, there's no Labor Day basket like Easter basket. There's none of that. So somehow another Labor Day didn't quite get it. But you get it because you get that your service in your life is an offering to God. And so you give it your best and you serve your best as unto the Lord. So let's stand. And uh, tomorrow is Labor Day. So I don't know what your plans might be for tomorrow. But I just want to remind you once again on this Sunday before Labor Day to remind you that your work, no matter what it is, is an offering to God. If it's washing dishes, and I could go on and do, belabor that point, I won't do that. Let me end with what I begin with. When you leave here, leave with an awareness that God is at work in the world and he is using you to bring about redemption and salvation in the world. So you are partnering with God in his work and his mission. Keep your eyes open to it. Keep your heart open to it. Be vigilant and be aware. Because the enemy of our soul and of, the, of Christ's church is busy working overtime. So Lord, as we stand in this place, being mindful of the time of the year that we're in, the national holiday that is upon us, our minds think about these kinds of things and where we are uh, uh, culturally, socially, politically. Guide your people, Lord. May our ears be quick to hear what you have to say. Guard our thoughts and our, 
our words, our mouths, our communication, may it be pleasing and exalting of Christ Jesus. Be with your people as we leave this place, but never from your presence. We pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming to church on this beautiful Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us at Central Church today. If you'd like to get involved, please visit us at centralnazarene.org.